All right. Hello. This is Mark, the ballpark hunter. Welcome to the ballpark hunter podcast with me today is Biko Scallo. He is the broadcast entertainer for the Savannah bananas, probably the hottest baseball team on the planet outside of major league baseball. Biko, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Mark. And I uh, appreciate the kind words, man. Yeah, it's uh, we were I was I'm on another podcast uh, for Stadium Journey. Uh, the website that I write for and uh, review stadiums of all sorts. And we said, Hey, let's talk about the, let's talk about banana ball. Let's talk about their movement to go uh, on a Harlem Globetrotters like schedule. We had it scheduled for Tuesday night at seven, the same night you guys were announcing your draft picks. And it was like, all through the show, we're like, oh, they're going here. They're going to they're going to Indianapolis. They're going to Birmingham. They're going to Scottsdale. They're going to Milwaukee. It's uh it was like the perfect timing. But my question to you is when you took this job so many years ago, did you think this is where the objective was to to go coast to coast playing independent baseball at this level? No, Mark, to be completely honest, I had no idea. And and I came at a pretty interesting time. Uh, I was at MLB NHL Network for a couple of years after college and, and then really wanted to get back into the broadcasting side of things. So I made the move like June of 2020. You know, we all know what was happening then. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I went down to, you know, a collegiate summer baseball team and I knew all about the antics. That's why I was going, um, you know, not not to say I was cocky in, in one way or the other but I felt like in general where I was in my career that a collegiate summer baseball team was below my station a little bit you know what okay. I mean like I was looking for minor league baseball I get it um I get it. but the, but then I saw what the bananas were up to and I was like oh no no I I, I think this is worth a summer at least of, of going down to see what's happening but I didn't know banana ball existed uh, I had no idea of the aspirations of of getting to you know bring this thing all around the country and, and the world after that. That's why we call it a world tour. Um, but boy, have I been pleasantly surprised. I tell you. And I mean, everybody I know was contacting me saying they're coming to Indy Mark. Can you get us tickets? And I said, I could probably get a press pass for myself. I don't, if you need a ticket, you're going to have to buy one, you know, just uh, <laughs> wait for them to go on sale. But it's just this huge demand uh, that this team has brought up. And I have never seen it. You know, maybe the Durham Bulls, uh, Toledo Mudheads have that kind of brand recognition for various reasons. But I mean, the bananas, I see people wearing shirts where I live, right outside of Indianapolis. And and this has been going on for a couple of years. If just people love the logo, they maybe they've been fortunate to see a game which are sold out. You know, it's not like you could just buy a ticket the day of. You got to get these tickets. I mean, there's a waiting list right now, correct? Oh my gosh! Yes, there, there is, there is a waiting yeah. list. It's we and we just created a new one for for you know the new tour, and it's not even a week old, and it's over six figures. So yeah, more than a hundred thousand people have hopped on to to try and grab tickets. So a year and a day. <laughs> wow, a hundred thousand people. I mean, it's almost like you're going to have to build a twenty five thousand seat stadium down there I, in Savannah, which. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my, I tell you what, we love historic race stadium yes. more than anything in the world um but you know i it's definitely a possibility in the future to have another stadium maybe to supplement grayson where you know you still there's never going to be a time in the universe 
when the Bananas aren't playing at least some of their games during a year at Historic Racing Stadium. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't doubt that we may need to build another facility to, to try and house the spectacle that, that this has turned into. Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, I had been down to Grayson a few times. And, cool. Uh, but it was before you guys arrived. So it was uh. <laughs> it was B.C. It was before the bananas. Uh, and I love the stadium, but I was upset that the Sand Nats were leaving. I'm like, is this a cool stadium? What's it's a beautiful city. It's, uh, you know, I get it. It's, you know, maybe some things need to be fixed. And, yeah. you know. I remember when the banana name was created, I thought that was the most ridiculous name in the world. But then I see the <laughs> logo and I'm like, oh, they killed it. You know, that is just such a badass logo. And I, I think that's just part of uh, the fun. There is like it's a it's a logo you want to wear. And then when you get to the games and I, I haven't been to a bananas game, but I've seen it on TV. I've seen highlights. I've seen the first banana ball a few years ago when you debuted it. It's yeah. uh is it everything is advertised or, you know, what can you tell people that have not been to a game? You know, how does it start? Like you just, you park, what goes on after you get out of your car, anything? Well, you've, you've started it at the right step here because, okay. and, and, you know, our ticket and marketing team would tell you that, you know, the journey begins when you purchase your tickets and you start getting our, uh, our very unique and, and funny messaging in, in email and all that stuff. But the, okay. the real important part is you get, Stadium. And, and most people would say, oh, like, you know, what what's the show once the game starts and everything? No, no, no. It's you get to the stadium. We've got some parking penguins, some folks dressed up uh, in penguin costumes to help get you to a good place to park your vehicle. Um, and then you get to the line and, you know, hopefully you're there early enough that you're towards the front of the line. But it, it's a line that's going to stretch incredibly far mm. back, um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet. And, and then, you know, we've got some pregame entertainment. We've got a DJ out there. It's a merchandise stand, uh, you know, kind of WWE uh, concert, legitimate tour vibes out there. Um, and then around 520 or 525, depending on how long the line is, Jesse Cole, our, our man in the yellow tux, oh, co-owner yeah. of this team with his wife, Emily, um, him, uh, the players, the cast and crew, the banana nanas, the man nanas, the dancing first base coach, the magician, uh, stilts, ev everybody's out there doing a parade and finishing with a dance party to open the gates at, at 5.30 for a 7 p.m. game. And then, you know, you get, I'd say maybe you get a half hour of uh, typical uh, stadium music and, and people bumping around, trying to grab your concessions, this and that, right at 6 p.m., uh, the pregame entertainment really kicks in and, and that's just nonstop jokes and, and fun and events up till 7 p.m. when bang, you have banana ball, two hour time limit. So that'll get you to nine. Um, and, and that's, you know, obviously the bell of the ball. That's the star of the show mm -hmm. is the actual game that people come to watch. Uh, and then there's about a half hour dance party in the party plaza uh, on the way out with, you know, fans can get autographs from from the players and they're out there giving out hugs and kissing babies and the whole nine yards. So it's truly uh, a full event from, I'd say, about 5.20 p.m. to about 9.30 p.m. Wow. And how early do people get out there for a game? Like, when do you see the, the lines uh, forming? You know, of course, it, it differs um, for a, a weekday or, or a Saturday or anything like that. But in general, I'd say on a Saturday, you see people out there a good amount coalition of folks starting to gather around 3 p.m. Um, and, and they'll wait it out for wow. two, nearly three hours to, to 
first folks in the stadium once 5.30 strikes and Jesse begins his countdown from 11 because everything we do in Banana Land is different. Um, and uh, I'd say on a weekday, you know, maybe it's more like 4, 4.30, you really start seeing uh, the line starting to build. Wow. And and I heard like every day something new goes on. Oh, and- my. yeah. And not just something new. Every day we're probably trying 10 to 15 new things. Okay. And does everything work or are there things that it feels like you guys, everything you throw to the wall seems to be sticking and coming down properly. But are there things that don't work? Like, okay, we're not doing that again. That was, can you give an example if you can remember? There are loads and loads of things that do not work. I mean, that's part of the fun. Yes. Um, you know, it's live energy. We've got a lot of ideas and we are setting the bar at at a level where we want to, like I said, be trying 10 to 15 new things every game. So yeah, we've got duds. Um, I'd say what comes to mind, um, the original horse race we ever did, which goes all the way back to 2020, we threw horse heads and, uh, horse hooves, like rubber costume type stuff on four, I don't know, like nine to 11 year old kids and had them race on all fours around the infield. But the problem, and this is why we try to test everything we do, but the problem is you couldn't see diddly do from inside the horse head. Okay, I get um, it. So we, a girl wandering right into the infield. I mean, it's impossible to clop around on those hooves. Like by the time, and, and this was a collegiate summer league game. So that's even stricter on like, hey, you've got a minute and a half for entertainment. Then you gotta be off the field. Uh, you know, the other team uh, is finished warming up and we've got kids not even to second base. And Jesse's out there saying, take the horse head off and get off the field, just sprint off the field. And um, we actually had a lavalier mic on him for the broadcast. So you couldn't hear it in the stadium, but everyone watching online heard him mm-hmm. yelling at kids, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, that was a disaster. A more recent disaster, uh, I would say, was a peanut butter licking dog race where we had like a couple big things of plexiglass and uh, dogs were licking the peanut butter. And if they were licking, the owner was allowed to walk backwards with it. And if they stopped licking, the owner had to stop. Um, but we had the the owners facing the majority of the crowd and the dogs behind it. So you couldn't really see the dogs licking. Uh, we actually ended up revamping it and putting uh, basically skateboard helmets on owners and then peanut butter on the helmets so the owner had to crawl on all fours mm-hmm. uh and and then we we switched it up we gave it a 90 degree turn you know the most of these ideas have have something worthwhile inside them and and sometimes you have to fail in front of a live yeah. audience both in stadium and in the online world uh before you figure out what needs to be changed yeah no i get it and who comes up with these ideas is it anybody that is with the staff just says hey let's do this how does that work or is there a, a precise time where meetings take place and these ideas yeah, so develop it's a great great question um so you know in general i'd say anybody in the in the uh entire organization whether it's tickets food and beverage operations entertainment marketing we've all contributed ideas that that have been great and that have been terrible um but the core of it probably comes from Zach Frangelo and Jesse Cole. They are, you know, they're the true entertainment minds. That's 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 what they come to the office every day and kind of geared in for. So so they have the majority of ideas. 
And then I would say the, the rest of the entertainment and marketing team, uh, which is where I come in, we do a, a lot of idea paloozas with them and, and help them, you know, try and perfect uh, the show. And then from there, it kind of filters out to, to your, you know, your ticket team and, and ops and finance and whatever, who mm. maybe they are actually at a meeting or maybe they just stumble by or maybe they have an idea and they text one of us and we bring it up at the meeting for them. But uh, no, it takes an army. And that that's part of what I think has made the team so successful is no idea is a bad one. Um, well, that's not true. We'll, we'll tear ideas apart, but every idea is worth listening yeah. to at least. to begin with. Yeah, no, I get it. And I get it. And like right now, are you back in Saugerties or are you still in Savannah? Yeah, I'm back up in Saugerties currently in Poughkeepsie, New York, where okay. I brought my mom up. I know Poughkeepsie. I grew up uh, just South of uh, South of you in New Jersey. So Sure. I know uh, a little bit about Poughkeepsie, and you're a Syracuse alumni, correct? Yeah. All right. For sure. Yeah, that's that's kind of the team I root for in the uh, the tournaments every year. Kind of uh, go Cuse, and you know that's uh, the Big East or former Big East teams that I I root for. So Syracuse is there, and I noticed when we first talked, and we're getting a little bit off banana ball, but we'll get back. We got some yeah. time. You uh, work for a radio station called Z89.5. Spot on. Which was a college station. That station, I can tell you that that's been going on for almost 30 years, probably more. Uh, when I was a kid, we took a, my family and I took a lot of trips to Toronto. I'd uh, go to Niagara Falls from New Jersey. So we would always hit Syracuse. And I, I remember, and I don't know why I remember this. The first time I heard the song Juicy by Notorious B.I.G., uh-huh. It was on Z eighty nine point five. So everything, <laughs> every awesome. time, every time I think of Notorious B.I.G. and Juicy, I think of Syracuse Z eighty nine five. Because at that time, I would record these uh, radio sweepers. On my, I had like a Walkman with a cassette, and I was recording things. And for some reason, I recorded that, and that just is stuck in my head. Listening to Juicy on that college radio station. So we're getting a. Uh, Getting a little technical difficulty right here, so please bear with us. I don't know if uh, Biko can hear us. He's frozen right now, as you can see. He's like, hey, I'm not frozen. All right. I don't know. I hope that's. Uh, uh. All right. Well, hopefully Biko will come with us in a few moments. We'll take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. I guess we could do a cigarette commercial, right? True cigarettes. Should we do that? Should we do the true cigarette commercial? All right. Uh, true cigarettes. Ain't it the truth? If you like true. Coming up. Ain't it the truth? When you smoke true, you, you get all the flavor and the filter too. Ain't it the truth? When you smoke true, you get all the flavor and the filter too. True filter cigarettes. All the flavor you need to say, man, this is a good tasting cigarette. This is the best selling, best tasting cigarette of its kind. 12.5 milligrams tar, 0.7 milligrams nicotine. Air filtration system, built in mouthpiece. And you get a choice. True comes with or without menthol. Any way you like it, there's no doubt about it. True gives you everything you want in a cigarette. Ain't it the truth? When you smoke true, you get all the flavor and the filter too. 
their cigarettes. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. There you are. Yeah, it happens. Not the first, not the last. Went to the land of shadows there for a second. Uh, yeah, yeah that, it was... that's happened a few times. The last time that happened, I was with uh, there's a, a Anna from the baseball Bucketheads, and we uh, I lost her, and then to fill my gap into the podcast, I threw in a, an old cigarette commercial from the early seventies with this really goofy jingle. So I may just do that again. Everybody I gets love it. It kicked. Yeah. Get, get a I kick. Yes. Yeah. Let's bring back this cigarette commercial. No, I don't. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a good idea. There's a reason. So yeah. Z 89. <laughs> so you worked there during college. Were you uh, an on-air personality? Were you playing rap music? What? How, how's that station looking these days? Yeah, man. It's still, it's top 40 radio. Okay, um, cool. CHR. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, a lot of Ed Sheeran and, and One Direction and Coldplay and all that stuff. There's, you know, there's some there's some good stuff to listen to. But that's that is where I got my first ever on air experience outside of, you know, just doing like a project for a class was the 89. And then and then I got into W.A.E.R. a lot more towards the end of my Syracuse tenure, uh, the local NPR station. But uh, no, Z is is truly where I uh, I cut my teeth, man. That was that's a it's a really cool college radio station, and and I learned a lot at Z eighty nine. Oh no, that, that that's the key there. When I was when I went to Indiana State University, I was at uh, their radio station, WISU, and I wanted to be on the air, but I was doing sports recaps and I was broadcasting uh, women's basketball game, and for what games and for whatever reason, I never really got into that. I wanted to be on air. Doing you know top forty radio, I, I just I don't know when I when I was in college I just had some, I look back I had some crazy ideas I said well you know why not stick to broadcasting, <laughs> you know maybe I could have been broadcasting for uh, a baseball team because one of the guys I went to wind up uh, broadcasting for the Blue Jays he's their uh, FM uh, radio guy up there in Toronto, so oh. you know it's. Uh, it happens. I mean, you know, it's Ben Wagner. You know, I went to school with him. I didn't really know him that well. Uh, yeah. But, you know, a couple other people do, but he got to call a no hitter. He's broadcasted for the Blue Jays on the air. So it it can happen. I mean, broadcasting, everybody needs a broadcaster. It's a job that uh, some teams like the St. Saint Paul Saints, if you're broadcasting the games, you're also doing PR work. Uh, what about you? Uh, you? Obviously, you're doing more than broadcasting games. So what else do you contribute to the bananas? Well, yeah, it's it's so funny you told that story, too, because when I'm at Z89 doing Top 40 Radio, I wanted to be doing sports and, yes. and sports. So, like, you know, I would have uh, two minutes or so every hour where I could just talk about anything in the world. And basically, you're just supposed to be funny, entertain the people. Um, and I would say 98 percent of those uh, of those two minute hits I did. And I did a couple hundred at my time. It's 89. We're all about sports. I would just turn it into a sports segment like sports nice. talk radio. So I was turning top 40 into sports yeah. talk and doing sports talk. Want to do top 40. Yeah, it, it, um, that's weird. I'm, and I'm looking at where I am now and I'm like, why? Why didn't I just gravitate to sports? Like, OK, you have to cover Indiana State football or Indiana State basketball, but it's sports. I mean, this could have led you to. Great opportunities, Mark. If I could just go back in time and knock some sense into me, but I, I guess I was all worried about partying and hanging out with my friends, and you know, just 
yeah, different, different life, different era. So it's, I look, I, I'm not bitter or anything. I like what I do now, but I just, I, I just, that doesn't make sense. Like it's one of those things. Like if I, why, why was it? I thinking the opposite. I had it right there in front of me, you know, and I was right. probably like annoying my advisors. Like, okay, dude, like you, why don't you want to do the basketball game? And what's the matter with you? Okay. So yeah. And, and here you are doing the opposite up in Syracuse. So I get it. I get it. So yeah, Ben Wagner, if if you're listening, good luck with well, the Blue Jays are gone. They're they're done. They're uh, done. Uh, they gave up that what seven run lead the other day. And yeah, what an oh. abrupt end. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's worse. I'm a Mets fan, so I'm uh I didn't want to uh, do I didn't want to talk to anybody today. So I don't know what's worse, like blowing a seven run lead or getting one hit <laughs> in the decisive game. I I don't know. I I wish <laughs> I, I don't know what's worse. It's like, you know, shoot. The season's Turn. over. And, and like Met fans yeah. are our own worst enemies. Like we just and I get it. Like I, I remember 1986. I was a young kid, but I remember that feeling. It was awesome. But there's tons of people who don't. So they don't know what that's like. So they're just ticked off that the Mets won 101 games and they lost the division. And Billy Epler didn't make moves at the deadline, and and they didn't call up uh, Alvarez until the the Atlanta Braves series, and then they didn't get swept by the Cubs. Like they're, everything they're upset about, even though the team won 101 games, you made the playoffs, you weren't uh, a f- sub 500 team, but everybody's just so mad. If we just did this, we would have won the division. Well, who knows what you would have done in the division round? You maybe would have got one hit by the Phillies, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's all that's going on last night. And I'm a Jets fan, too, so the Jets won. And I'm yeah, like, great, the Jets are the Jets won two in a row for the first time in eons, and now the Mets have to get one hit and get bounced from the playoffs. So thank you. Thank you, Jets. Well, you screwed everything yeah. up. <laughs> well, you know, our our football fortunes are, you know, it's we're five games into the season. There, but they're taking a little turn here. Jets yeah, are three I mean, and two Giants are four and one. Four and one. Those Zach, are four and one, obviously. Yeah, Zach Wilson looks great, and uh, Danny Danny Jones looks great, and you know, <laughs> like I was talking to uh, my, I have like I have friends who are Jets and Mets fans, and others who are Jets, uh, Giants and Mets fans. So I was hearing it from all sorts of angles last <laughs> night as I was drinking my sorrows away. It's like, oh <laughs> God, you got that one was- hit. Uh, the tough Lindor, one. where are you? Alf- uh, Alonzo, where are you? Darren Ruff, get the hell out of town. We hate you. So, <laughs> I wind up with the bananas in a few years after his career is over. It'll probably be a pretty good addition, but <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll take them. Yeah, We'd love to. <laughs> yeah, so I, I hear you. So, like I was saying originally, um. Besides broadcasting, I know you guys do a heck of a lot more. What what else do you do with the bananas? Tell tell the audience. It's like, hey, I just don't go on the radio or the internet. This is what else I do. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I do a lot of writing, um, especially in the off season, uh, what we call the slow season because we're never off, quote unquote. Oh, of course. But um, yeah, a lot of writing. Yeah, stories about players and 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 retelling legendary bananas moments, um, as well as you know, I do a lot of the press releases and a little more of the PR aspect with the team. Um, and, and then anytime you know, like I'll do weekly recaps and game recaps once in a while if if I've got the time for it. And 
and goofy projects like they had me do a 100 city United States mock draft um, before we did our actual draft oh, okay. to, to debut the schedule. Um, so, yeah, a lot of nonsense like that. And then I fool around. I, I do some video and, and audio work for the team um, and a lot of broadcast equipment planning and, and kind of, you know, macro big picture stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, when you work for summer collegiate, well, you guys are not summer collegiate. What, what would you consider yourself now? Are you a professional baseball team or an independent yeah, that's, team? That's what we're calling ourselves, a professional baseball team. And, you know, it was a summer collegiate team for seven years. Um, and, and now we're entering into our third year of also being a professional baseball team. But now instead of it's it was so confusing telling people, well, during the summer, we're playing yeah. collegiate woodbat. And, and in the spring and, and sometimes in the fall, too, well, then we play our invented sport of banana ball. Things get very confusing for, for fans and, you know, media members alike. So, yeah, now now we're just a professional uh, baseball team, which is, you know, we're actually playing banana ball. But it's baseball with a couple tweaks. Yeah. So there's no there's no games. You'll just say, hey, we're going to play regular rules. It's all banana ball. Uh, we're all in on banana ball, Mark. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Just want to let people know because I, I, I would explain to people that yeah they have a summer collegiate team but then they play banana ball and it felt like i had explained this for like five ten minutes they really <laughs> didn't get it and yeah. you know the thing is you, you guys won the championship this year in the coastal plain league so if you want to see some really award what you know some some good baseball you had that opportunity but like you know when did uh jesse realize hey we may have to go rogue and, and take this on the road was yeah, that- it was it was the 2021 summer that okay. we truly understood uh, kind of what was happening to the team. And and it's just a matter of, you know, the the family, the, the company that owns the bananas, quote unquote, is fans first entertainment. That's that's Jesse and Emily's company. Um, and so everything we do is to put the fans fans first and, and entertain always. Um, and. We were getting thousands and thousands and thousands of people who were traveling from all corners of the country and the world coming to Savannah and expecting banana ball and getting a summer collegiate baseball game. And, and you know, disappointing fans is the worst thing you could possibly do when, when you know, at all when you're in the business, but also when treating the fans as great as possible is, is your bottom line. Um, so, yeah, we I know the whispers started going on last summer like, oh, gosh, no matter how often we put it on the website, you put it on the tickets, you put it everywhere. Like people are still going to be confused by this because it's confusing in general when you have yeah. two teams that that are playing, you know, one's professional and, and one's collegiate, one's playing baseball and one's playing banana ball. Um, so that's when the rumbling started. And then, you know, this past spring, everything went so absolutely bonkers with, you know, our second quote unquote world tour um, and, and the media and, and social media and everything just went through the roof at, at a pace that even we didn't expect. Um, and then during the summer, the same thing was happening just tenfold now. And, and it wasn't just that so many people were coming to Savannah because if people come to Savannah expecting a banana ball game and get baseball, they still leave incredibly happy 99.9% of the time because it's still our show and it's still a blast. Um, but now we were getting all these teams or all these players rather or fans finally found it uh, going to our road games when we don't control the show and it's yes. truly just an old fashioned baseball game. 
And now we have thousands and thousands of these fans going to, you know, Asheboro, North Carolina and Lexington County, South Carolina, Macon. Forest City and Macon. Yeah. And 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 then and they're really unhappy. Um, and and some of them understand it's like, ah, oh, whoops, like, how could I have, you know, it's whoopsies. But and, and we did so many things. We took away games off of our summer schedule on the website, which is another problem in itself. But just trying to minimize the damage of having these two teams to, to people's lives who mm. plan a whole vacation and, and travel across the country and then see a collegiate summer baseball game without the show. Um, so anyway, it's, it's a long winded answer, but yeah, summer of 2021 is when we started realizing like, Oh no, we, we want to be able to pull this off having these two teams, but logistically, I think it's just going to hurt so many people to, to try and do that. No, uh, so yeah, that that's amazing. I you know people going to see a blowfish game up in uh, Lexington County, saying, "Okay, where's Banana Ball?" And I'm sure Lexington County folks are thinking, "We we we have no oh, no no that's a regular team. This isn't Savannah." <laughs> so yes, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure they might have been getting a little frustrated as well uh, with that. But I haven't even thought about that. I mean, did you, how many fans do you think would come out to games in Macon? Would you get a, a nice crowd that would? wear yellow and, and support the team? Yeah, it depends. You know, once again, it depends on the day, Wednesday night versus Friday okay. or Saturday. Yeah. Um, I would say in general, you go to Macon and the vast majority of fans, they're going to be Bacon fans. They've got a good little fan base. Um, yeah. But there will always be a strong bananas contingent that could get to like a good, you know, maybe five to 20% of the crowd uh, rooting on the Nanners. Yeah. And yet I've actually been to a Macon bacon game, surprisingly their first game a few years ago, you could check out that uh, video right here in the upper screen. It's uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun there. And I think those guys were really sort of designing their antics after you, you know, with the logo and, and having a funny name and all that. So it's, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling we see a lot of teams coming up with, food and fruit names now and uh one <laughs> thing that i've noticed a lot and this is not just at baseball games i saw this at a purdue football game a few weeks ago whenever it's your first game they do that uh lion king stunt that you guys do were you were you the guy were you the first team to do that or was that based on somebody else's idea no you stumped me there mark okay. i am not, i mean i we're definitely the first team to dress a toddler or a baby up uh, in a banana costume yes. and present them. They are Simba to uh, the pride in Disney's Lion King. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think I kind of want to lean on the side of, I think people were presenting babies to okay. the world in, in other aspects for that. And we said, Oh, that'd be a great pregame ritual to, to throw in on, on our end. But I okay. don't, I don't have the full okay. back end story that that's a okay. Jesse. Cole. <laughs> All right. I'll let you. Well, yeah, Jesse, Jesse used to respond to me. Now, now he's a busy guy. It's like, Hey, Jesse, you want to come on a podcast? Oh, I'll send it down to one of my assistants, you know, him and Jared. It's like, they're getting big time. And I say that with Jess, but that's one thing I liked about the bananas. Like uh, a few years ago, when I remember the first time the guy, the team played banana ball. I mean, Jared gave me a call back and we talked for about a good 10 15 minutes and uh, he got me to, to buy the facebook subscription to watch the game that night so uh that was at a time where we were just hungry for any kind of baseball and uh but yeah yeah that's one thing you guys are always like very personable you're like that small little radio station and now it's like you guys are growing up and and becoming big uh and 
definitely part of that is this 32 city tour that you guys are taking on. Are you going to all 32 cities or are you going to be with the team for everything? I, I should be at nice. all 32. Um, I've, I've got like a, an opportunity here or there that may take me away from a weekend and, you know, there might be a wedding or, or this okay. or that, but uh, I'll be at the vast, vast majority of them. So you'll be at, you'll be in Indianapolis, Rachel Cucamongo, Cooperstown, Milwaukee, Sugarland, Scottsdale, Arizona. These are all the, some of the cities are going to uh, this year. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm sure people are looking for tickets. I know Indianapolis, they haven't put the tickets on sale yet. Uh, they have to go through season ticket holders and then some other people. Uh, I've already contacted uh, Shane up there in the Indians PR department. So he said, get back to him in April. <laughs> so <laughs> he'll see what he could do. But uh, yeah, that'd be great to have you up here in Indianapolis. I was kind of, I was a little bit shocked to see you guys coming up here. I mean, there's so many cities out there you could have chosen. And and you guys are picking Indy, Victory Fields can have about 15,000 people. And I guarantee you those tickets will sell out very quickly because uh, people are people know about you guys up here. So uh, what's your take? What what cities are you looking forward to? What stadiums are you looking forward to go to? Oh, gosh, it, it's like choosing between my kids that don't exist. Yes. Um, gosh, you know, uh, well, uh, I will say this and, and to address just like, you know, the surprise of oh, we're coming to Indianapolis. That's a testament to uh, the people at the Indianapolis Indians and, and the folks in, in the Indianapolis tourism department, because that's okay. where it all comes down. Is, okay, I didn't know that. These cities and, and these teams, whoever's running these stadiums, whoever was the most bought in to our vision and, and putting on the best show and experience for the fans, that it was the most important thing. So, you know, it we... We're not saying anything bad about any cities we're not going to. We're, you know, and and it's it's not like, oh my gosh, we would never go there. It's like it just, you know, the demand maybe wasn't there from from the other side compared to these other 32 cities. So so anyway, you know, and obviously there's a, a monetary aspect to it and and also uh oh, we can hit this area. Like Indianapolis is a phenomenal city and and can pull in from from such a great area there. Um, so there's other factors in the background, but number one, it's do the people want us there? Yes. Um, and, and the folks at, at the Indians and, and Indianapolis uh, did a heck of a job of making it a no brainer. Like, Oh, these people get what we're doing. So let, we're going to work with them. Um, so, so that's number one, you know, why we end up at all these places is, is because of the people who own the stadiums and, and run the cities. Um, as far as my, what I'm going to be most excited for, I mean, uh, Sacramento, is is going to be our largest stadium it's right around there with victory uh, on the you know 14 yeah. to 15,000 person scale um that's that's super exciting uh cooperstown going to a uh, double day double field, field right yeah. a couple blocks away from the hall of fame yeah that'll do um, i'm rather excited about that and then you know two days before that we're in syracuse new york the salt city baby crossroads new york um mm -hmm. and and nbt bank stadium another really good arena to play at um, so, so that's going to be a blast. And then, yeah, man, you know, getting, dipping our toes into Texas, right in the Houston area at Sugarland, um, getting up to places like, you know, Des Moines, Iowa and Oklahoma city and, and Tulsa, uh, and, and Milwaukee, as you mentioned. Um, I mean, there's, there's just so many, I'm, I'm through the roof. I cannot possibly yeah, explain words, how excited I am 
about this tour to to be up in Portland, Maine and and down and and as west as Rancho Cucamonga. I mean, like just as far reaching. I'm so excited for every city and every stadium. Like I truly it's going to break my heart if any circumstances um, make it so that I can't get to to one of these stops because um, I'm, you know, I'm so excited to to see the country and get to experience all these incredible stadiums. Yeah. Or or now are we going to see a parade at all these games? You know, are we going to want fans to come out a couple hours early and maybe Jesse leads a a procession from the monument that's in in the center of Indianapolis all the way to the ballpark. Are we going to see something like that? That's a great idea. I mean, I, I can promise that there will be a quote unquote parade of the characters and, and players and everybody, uh, you know, 10 to five minutes before the gates open. Uh, but yeah, let's push that thing back and, and actually explore some downtowns. I think that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. You're not too far from uh, the, the monument circle. Uh, it's it's uh, for, for the, uh, you know, it's the centerpiece of Indianapolis. Uh, it's on Meridian Street. It's not too far. Obviously, Victory Field is near the zoo and the White River Parkway. Uh, I'm sorry, museums, the canals, the White River Amphitheater. You can obviously mm. start a parade from there. We have a very small parking lot compared to Savannah's. <laughs> it's it's very small. And, you know, if you sometimes when I get there late for a game, I can't find a spot. And I have to like make up my own parking spot. You know, I know right. they're not going to tow it, but I remember <laughs> Savannah's being a little bit nicer. But yeah, Victory Field's got that amazing lawn seating that just packs folks in. And mm. yeah, I'm just I'm hoping for nice weather that day and um just some some great some great fun baseball and and everybody goes home happy. And I'm sure leading up to that day, you know, we'll see a, we'll see banana ball, uh, ball information on the news. We'll have Jesse probably make the rounds on local media, uh, maybe yourself as well. And uh, yeah, I just think it's going to be like, Hey, the bananas are coming into town and let's, let's just talk about it. Cause I think it's May, was it June, th- July 30th or June 30th? I don't know if you probably don't know off the top of your head. Cause I think uh, it's after the 500. It's, it's a month after. Yeah. It's June 30th. I believe it's, you know, the month of May belongs to racing here. So yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's her bread and butter. You know, and the 500 that's, is, is quite the event as well. So yeah. Understandable. Yeah. June 30th will be in Indiana. So yeah, June 30th. So I'm hoping to see you guys either buying a ticket or getting a pass, uh, covering it for the website, uh, maybe making a video for my YouTube page. That would be incredible because I always tell people like, like, what are some of the, the uh, places you'd like to go to? And, you know, I like to see a game at Frisco at uh, Dr. Pepper Park, which I had a chance this past year, but I just couldn't fit it in. It would have been a very crazy stretch. I would have had to work out a few things with my cousin and her mom's car and, Somebody would have had to pick me up from an undisclosed location. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't going to work out. So, and I always tell people after that, I said, love to go see a Savannah Bananas game. What, are you kidding me? I would love to go go to Grayson. But now that you guys are bringing it to Indianapolis, you know, and, and here's the thing. Let's say I want to go to Milwaukee to see a game. I could just hop in my car and, and drive the four hours or and, and check you guys out there because I think that's the next closest spot. Nashville's about a five-hour drive for me. So, yeah. Yeah, there's options. And like that's what you say, you know, to me, Savannah, I think is about a 14 hour drive. From, no, about a 12 hour drive from where I am, uh, you know, a couple hour flight, you know, a little bit inconvenient to get to compared yeah. to just driving downtown or driving four hours to Milwaukee, you know. So it's nice that you're bringing the show here, Indianapolis. You're going to pull folks from Louisville, Cincinnati, Fort Wayne, Chicago, 
Uh, there's a lot of people nearby Dayton, Ohio. So some of those Dayton dragon fans may want to come out here. We're only a couple hours away from them. Detroit is three. I'm sorry. Toledo is three hours. Detroit is about four. So yeah, you're right. Since, you know, Indianapolis is in that little market where you're not far from places. You can make these things happen. So, uh, but I do know uh, if you get a ticket for an, uh, one of these games, it's not all you can eat. Like it is at Savannah. Correct. So yep, just let, yeah, that, let people know that that you gotta have to buy your yeah. food there along with the ticket. Yeah, I it's it's it, it's unbelievable. I, I can't believe that folks are gonna have to actually pay for their food. But yeah, you know, that's yeah. it's one of those things that you know it's that's part of how the business actually works of us doing these tours yes. is you know, that's and and it's not us at all. The food and bev is always, you know, on the the folks who run the stadium or, or the team or whatever. But it's it's a little something for for those that we're coming to that hey, you get to run all your food and bev. It's not like we're coming in here and making yeah. you give it all away. <laughs> no, exactly. It is like, and when when we go to a Savannah uh, Bananas game in Savannah at Grayson, uh, what food is included? Is it hot dogs, hamburgers? Is it the basics, or are there are there some crazy ideas out there? Crazy food items. Yeah, so you're spot on. Hot hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, you know, your veggie burgers, um, and then uh, popcorn, chips, any soda, uh, cookies. That's pretty much everything that goes under the free umbrella. Okay. Um, and then, you know, everything else is incredibly affordable. Like, you want fries, it's like a buck. Um, oh, really? How about know, a beer? How about uh, a, your Savannah yeah. banana beer? How much does that run for? Banana beer is somewhere between I'm gonna say five to seven dollars a can. Okay. Um, and and you know solid can. Twenty twenty. Um, yeah, I think in general, in general, beers like you know six bucks. I think. Uh, you're not gonna get a mixed drink more than ten dollars. Your slippery banana or your uh, banana blackout, which everyone's only allowed to have one of every game. You and get marked. And if you come back and try and get another blackout, but, you will be denied. What is a um, banana blackout? I want to know now. Well, the the uh, you know the recipe is oh well uh, under me, but it's very strong. <laughs> it's, well, I mean, is this is this a cocktail? I assume. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The banana blackout. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've had drinks like that where you're only allowed. To, there was a a did a. a belgian brewery they had something called triple d ripple and you're only allowed to get two but they never realized that they had one bar upstairs and one bar downstairs so we would sneak downstairs and try to get four big mistake if you if you could pull that off you know you're like you don't know where you you black out you know you wind up somewhere you don't even know how you got there you're wondering where your cars are you're wondering where your clothes are you're wondering where your uh what you wonder where your night went? You're like, what day is it? Yeah, that that I did that one time. Big mistake. Huge mistake. Oh my goodness. Don't tell That's the funny. wife. Don't tell the wife. <laughs> yeah, she's she doesn't listen to my podcast anyway. She said she does, but we know you don't. Yeah, no matter how many times I that. yeah, no matter how many times I share, and, and I get it, she's not a huge baseball fan, but I, I have to tell you something with banana ball, I think she would love this. You know, because it's not watching baseball. It's out there being entertained. Like we went to a Fort Wayne Tin Caps game and it was Saturday night live night. And we're big SNL fans from, you know, we've been watching for years and she loved that. She loved all the in-game promotions and the music and in the uniforms. So 
I, I could see taking her to banana ball. You know, she would be quite happy, especially, uh, you know, if you get her a couple of drinks and if it's a nice night and, you know, maybe a couple of girlfriends there with, with, you know, as long as I sit there next to her. Cause when I go to baseball games, I walk around a lot, take pictures and videos, talk to people. And that's sure. what everybody, that's what everybody says about me, Mark, you never sit still. You're always moving around. So I would like to test that at a bananas, uh, banana ball game. If I can just sit there and get entertained. And I would say, okay, you, you did something. You got me to watch a game. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. Now, is it's the party animals are always going to be your opponent, correct? Or are we going to see some surprise teams? Yeah, not always. Um, they they should be in Indianapolis. Um, I'd okay. say probably eighty percent of the time, maybe seventy five to eighty percent of the time, we're playing the party animals. Nice. Um, and then the other quarter or fifth of the time, we're playing uh another professional baseball team, whether it's minor league, indie, pro, international. Oh. Um, yeah, we've got a handful of teams coming to Savannah and we're going to uh, a few locations to play their home team, like Charleston, West Virginia, uh, the Dirty Birds, oh, uh, the Staten Dirty Island, Birds. the Perry Hawks. Yeah. Okay. Um, Trenton what, what, Thunder. So you're going to be playing the Trenton Thunder when you're up in Trenton. Yep. Okay. Yep. And we're, we're playing banana ball. So it's it's wow. really cool. We'll play Kansas City Monarchs. That's the okay. only team I've... we've tested out with. Yes, is, I, is we... I knew that. Yep. Yeah. Now, what about the disco turkeys? Are you going to play those guys? I know they're they're independent as well, and I'm not quite sure what what their plans are. I'm, I cannot comment. There's okay. there is a chance that will happen. We like what the disco turkeys are doing out out in the world. They've got a good vibe um, and, and great social media. So yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, Carolina disco turkeys. You can listen to their podcast as well. Uh, I talked to them about a year ago. Uh, yeah. And, and they're sort of independent. And, you know, the only other team I know of uh, summer collegiate team that decided to leave their league was the Alaska goal panners. Huh. Uh, they're not affiliated with the Alaskan baseball league. They're their own entity. They do whatever they want. Uh, wow. Now I, I was surprised you guys aren't playing the midnight sun game against them this year. I was, <laughs> I was expecting that, but I'm sure Jesse has that plan for a few years from now. Uh, to get up there to Alaska, because I mean, I think that'd be be a nice little thing to see as well. But um, uh, w- uh, in regards to the world tour, when do you guys take this across the pond to another continent? When are we going to see you in Europe, Asia, New Zealand, Australia? Is that on? Is it that has to be part of the plan for the it's maybe hard. next five years? The, the world domination plan, yeah, it's it's on the docket. It's on the agenda. Okay. Um, I, I'd say within the, in the next three years, you will see us across the pond, and and probably before that, you'll see us in Canada and or Mexico. Yeah, um, obviously first yeah. those those places. But we're definitely going to spread out. We want to we want to take care of uh, as many of our fans as we can here in the United States, and and continue to put on a show all over the U.S. And then we can start matriculating ourselves yeah. around the globe a little bit. Yeah, because I mean that's you know when I heard about this, it, it and here's the thing: this is not a new idea. No, uh, big, you know the Indianapolis Clowns were doing this. That yep. was an old Negro League team. Uh, yeah, Hank Aaron's first club that he played for professionally. The House of David was doing this in the twenties. Yeah, uh, Albert Spalding, a baseball magnate, you know, I think took baseball out to Egypt to Cairo to play a game. Uh, you know, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig used to tour a lot of the old, uh, a lot of old Negro league clubs used to tour and they would play like maybe two games, three games a day at times. So it's not a new idea. And of course you guys get compared a lot to the Harlem Globetrotters. 
Uh, has anybody has anybody from that organization ever reached out to you just to talk or give you ideas or to say, hey, good luck, guys, with the baseball? Nothing. Not that not that I know of. Okay. Uh, yeah, may, maybe that's happened and I just didn't get wind of it. But yeah. And, you know, uh, the comparisons are great. Obviously, the Globetrotters are legendary. And at yes. one point were even, you know, um, being played before NBA games because yeah, that's they the, were the marquee. Stuff. That was the yeah, marquee right. attraction. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I think the, the major difference obviously is that the games aren't fixed in any way at all. It's whatever happens between the yes. lines, both teams really truly want to win. Um, and so, the, and, you know, so the, the party animals can beat you at times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah they, they, and they have, and they have, so they won two out of four games the first time we did this. Um, and they won four out of 12 this past spring. And then it was incredibly unfortunate but they lost all six in the summer series uh uh on the espn networks this this past summer and and you know they blew a couple like it, they could have easily won three they could have won four um and and it's one of those things it's like party animals gonna party animal they you know walks and and the same same thing that always crushes you in baseball walks errors missed opportunities on offense yeah. but um yeah no it in in general, I would say our sweet spot is the party animals win 40% of the time, honestly. Um, you know, people want to see the bananas win, but uh, That's you, know, not you look at W or any other, you know, successful sports entity that also has like the show surrounding it, um, the heel has to win. You know what I mean? Where people aren't coming to watch the bananas trounce the party animals. They want to see a great ball game as well as all the entertainment and shenanigans and the circus that surrounds it. The shenanigans. That's that's exactly how I would uh, definitely call that. So great. And, you know, I guess my final question here is, could another organization pull off what you guys are doing? Because this it just seems like you're the bananas are such an anomaly. Like and I'm sure there's a lot like I know there's a couple teams that say, hey, we want to be like the Savannah bananas. But just how hard was has it been to get to this point? How much blood, sweat and tears did this organization have to go through? Yeah, it, it's possible, Mark, and nothing is impossible, but so many things have fallen in place here and are perfect and, and are so tough to replicate. Um, uh, you know, I don't think it's a bad business venture at all because it's proven that it works and, and people love it and there's a huge demand for it. Um, but, I, you know, it all starts with Jesse and Emily Cole. They are insanely incredible leaders um, and and have put their entire life into this and to, you know, the story of the bananas is them having to sell their home and, and go, right. you know, seven figures in debt back in 2016. Um, and, and then now look at, look at, it was all worth it, worth it in the end. But, um, you know, it just takes, it takes an immense amount of work and buy-in and uh, a culture um, there's just so much, you know, the market, the Savannah market was so hungry for a great baseball show. Um, there's a lot that goes into it and, and having the right people is probably the most important part of it all. But, um, yeah, it, it's possible. Um, you just, you just got to do everything right. You got to care more than anything else in the world. That's what Jesse Cole does is he cares about the Savannah bananas more than maybe anything I've seen anyone care about in their entire lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, I... and just, you know, he eats, sleeps, breathes bananas, whether it's doing interviews all day or reading book after book after book about all these successful entertainment and, and business ideas of the past. I mean, he has got the master plan 
everything we do is strategic to a point. Um, and uh, even down to, you talked about it earlier, the logo. Like, you know, early on, they have no money. Their, their bank account's empty. No, let's scrounge it somewhere between like, it was like four and $10,000 for this logo, the original wow. Bananas logo. How about that? And it's four like, when well, you have no somewhere in there and and, yeah. and Jesse knows the act, but, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, we have nothing. We can't spend, you know, four to $10,000 on a drawing. And and Jesse, who has the vision the entire time, he's like, no, 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 no. This is long-term. This logo will be worth that in the end. And obviously it's, it's paid its dividends tenfold over, but um, yeah, man, it's, it's all the little things and, and just having uh, the perfect, little chemistry uh to to create an experiment that that can blow up like this yeah and my goodness it has worked out i, I don't think jesse even thought this would be the future i think he would have been happy just getting huge crowds to the coastal plain league team and then you know now he is on world domination so <laughs> yeah i it's amazing. I, I just never thought that'd be the case either. Cause I mean, you know, the name was picked by uh, a fan vote and somebody said, yeah, it's Savannah bananas. It sounds funny. That's how it was picked. There was, there wasn't, you know, there's no tie to the banana industry in Savannah. You know, you, you could have no. called it, you could have called it the Savannah ghost tours, or I guess there's a team called the ghost pirates now in the ECHL, which that's an amazing logo too. You know, so Savannah's holding yes. some, some two really awesome logos. So, yeah, if if I get out to the game, I'll definitely try to pick up a hat. Maybe I'll order one online. Uh, free shipping and delivery. I like that. Uh, sometimes you order a hat and it's twenty or thirty bucks, and the shipping's about fifteen. And right. you're like, what? Fifteen for the hat? I'm getting it <laughs> shipped from five states over. Damn. So I get it there. All right. So Biko. Uh, when do you go? When do you report back to Savannah, and, and what are your plans in the meantime? So I bought back and forth. You know, I was down there last week for for our whole schedule uh, release show and everything. Um, I'll probably be down there two or three more times up until uh, I go down there for good in probably first week of first week of February. I would okay. wager. Yeah, yeah. And then you know what? What do you plan? What are your plans now in New York? Just uh, check out some Syracuse games or. Yeah, Enjoy man. Time my, with the family. Are you working anywhere? I mean, what's what's life all, like in the off season? Ninety nine percent of my work is still with the bananas, uh, just helping them out with yeah. with stuff virtually. Um, my girlfriend and I have an apartment in Soho in Manhattan, so oh, you know we're there. The time. So yeah, I know. Well, she just graduated law school, so <laughs> nice, nice. You know, it's yeah. funny. I, yeah, I have kids that want to. I teach, this is not my main gig. And I have kids that say they want to move to New York or Chicago. And I said, you know how much an apartment is uh, in the, in those cities. And, you know, here I'm talking about, we're living in Soho. So yeah, I guess it's possible. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, New York city. Well, it would. Yeah. And it was a COVID deal to, to get in there in the first place or else we would have never sniffed it, but um, oh, lucky and, you. Okay. And, and have two roommates to go with it, you okay. know, a, a good friend and, boyfriend there's, there's a lot of ways you gotta yeah massage uh your, well, your situation up in, in such a place but. yeah they always say everybody should live in new york city for one year in their life so you're best yeah, yeah. so yeah oh, you'll you'll have stories magic. you'll have I stories to tell the grandkids one day or the kids love it so much. yep yep and then and then all of my family's two hours north up up in the saugerties area so you know i get to visit the grandparents and and 
my mom and dad, uh, you know, on, on the farm and, in, and all over the place. So I uh, cool. get to spend some family time, put some farm work in, uh, help my mom clean up her place. There's there's all, all kinds of tasks to be done in, in my time up yeah. here in the Northeast. <laughs> and, and does your mom brag to her friends that her son is uh, the entertainer director for the or broadcast entertainer for the bananas? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She my, has to. And, she and has to. All the time. They're, they're incredible. I, I, you know, I love them to, to the end of the, the uh, earth and back. Yeah, they're, they're, they are my best uh, PR team, the best PR team you could have. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, listen, this was a one heck of a good time with you, Biko. I appreciate you coming on here and talking to me and giving me some more information about Banana Ball. Uh, where can we find you and, and where can we find the Savannah Bananas if we even have to ask people where to find the Savannah Bananas? Sure. If you haven't found us by now, uh, the Sav Bananas on Instagram, uh, Twitter, I believe TikTok as well, which is. All right. A little more technical difficulties here. We we had like I could have just ended that show right now, <laughs> but hold on. We have some technical difficulties with uh, Biko and uh, Biko's uh, interviewing us. Uh, I'm interviewing him in his car, so I don't know if he's on home Wi-Fi. I don't know if he can hear me right now. So uh, should we go to another sponsor break? Should we go to Pac-Man cereal? All right. Pac-Man cereal coming up. Marshmallows and corn puffs, Pac-Man cereals, part of a good breakfast. You can do it. You can do the All right, Pico is back with us, and we're back from our, our second commercial break. I'm I'm glad they're paid. I'm glad they're. I'm glad I'm getting paid big time for defunct and old old products. So, all right, Pico, uh, you're talking about TikTok. You're on TikTok. Uh, the Sav, the Sav bananas, T H E S A bananas. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, my phone decided it was too hot to handle, and it said you need to take a break. So I had to really? crank the AC in my car and douse this thing off. It's yeah. October. Where are you in New York that it's so hot? I mean, give me. <laughs> All right, so so this fine. The tipsy sun. It it doesn't it doesn't lie. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Um, okay, so where can we find you? I guess you didn't tell us that, and if we yeah, want to yeah, find so you, yeah. So these have bananas. Everywhere, right. And then uh, Bico Rico Suave. It's B-I-K-O-R-I-C-O-S-U-A-V-E. That's that's the old Twitter handle and, and Instagram, which I'll post on uh, once every three or four years. Um, and, and uh, you know, Bico Scale on Facebook if, if you want a couple messages there as well. All right. Yeah, Bico Rico Suave. So there's people my age and a little bit older, a little bit younger that know exactly – what you mean by Rico Suave. So uh big hit back in 1991, I believe. 19, yeah. Yeah. 19, yeah. Gerardo was his name. I remember. And I remember uh. when that was a big hit, people thought he was like the second coming <laughs> of vanilla ice or somebody. <laughs> and then two months later, nobody knew who he was. So. Yep. You're spot yeah. on. But then, you know, you had me and my friend stumbling upon it in fourth grade oh, on wow. YouTube and saying, Oh, that'd be a great addition to your name, Biko. And, and nice. Still the Twitter name. <laughs> oh, Gerardo, see, see what you've done. You gave somebody a Twitter handle. <laughs> you know, 
Well, it's a good thing you didn't find any CNC Music Factory videos to uh, to help you out with that. So <laughs> anyway, all right, Biko, I'll let you get going. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for coming on here, and hopefully we'll see you out there and uh, out there in the United States this year. Appreciate it, Mark. This has been a blast. We'll we'll do it again, man, and we'll see you in Indianapolis, if not uh, anywhere else on the tour. All right, we'll see you in Indy, and that's june 30th all right take care all right that was abiko scalo from uh the savannah bananas what a great interview i i don't know about you but i love when you get very energetic people of all ages and i've talked to people of all ages and you know i try to let them do their talking and hopefully they give you something to listen to but if uh you're interested in checking out the bananas this year here are some of the places they'll be. I think they're starting in February of 2023 at West Palm Beach on the 17th. And they'll be in Jacksonville. They'll be in Daytona. And let's uh, look to the nitty gritty here. Uh, they're going to also be in Sugarland, Texas on March 17th. That's going to be at Constellation Field, which nice little stadium there. Montgomery, Alabama, Scottsdale, Arizona, Peoria, Arizona that month. Uh, but let's get to uh, June when uh, they start going everywhere. And if you want to check out the schedule, go to thesavannahbananas.com. Check out their schedule. They'll tell you. Uh, but then, you know, once they start hitting June and the weather's nicer up here in the Midwest and in the northern states, uh, Tulsa, Nashville, Birmingham, Indianapolis, you know, those are the, yeah, Bur Birmingham's nice throughout the year. So <laughs> they're going to be at Rickwood Field too, which is a, uh, you know, the oldest ballpark in the country. So, or in the world, uh, Akron, Kannapolis, Durham, Rancho Cucamonga for two dates on the 21st and 22nd of July. They're also going to be in San Jose, California, Fresno, California, and Sacramento. So check out the schedule. I can tell you all the dates, but it take up a lot of time and you probably get bored. So uh, check out the Savannah Bananas. You know what else you can check out? You can check out Ballpark Hunter on YouTube. Uh, some great videos up there. I have a, like a five, seven minute video from the Guaranteed Rate Field a game I took in a few months ago. I also have Purdue football coming up, I think maybe today or today or next week. Purdue football because uh, it's college football season. So you'll be seeing me from uh, see me at non ballparks in places like that, hockey arenas, basketball arenas. I don't know where I'm going to go yet. just depends on the scheduling. And uh, you may even see some kind of high school sporting events as well on there. So check out Ballpark Hunter on YouTube. You can also check out my articles on Stadium Journey. Stadium Journey, the industry's leader in sports stadium reviews. We have everything covered from the NFL to cricket. We also have a new website design coming. It's going to knock your socks off. You're going to be amazed. You're going to be thrilled. You're going to be like, they are the Savannah Bananas of stadium reviews. Well, not yet, but maybe, maybe we'll get there. Uh, who knows? Uh, and then you can also follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on TikTok. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me at Facebook at Mark Fiquez. I, I don't have a, a Facebook page for Ballpark Hunter yet. And you can also check me out on Tucker Carlson tonight. I am going to go ramble for about 30 minutes, and it's going to be broken up into two segments. And uh, I'm just going to speak my mind about everything. And, and hopefully Tucker will just kind of, you know, look at me and go, oh, ooh, ah, ooh, e." So, uh, yeah, 
be a lot of fun. And I'll also do it for Rachel Maddow on CNN too. I'll just go out there and just spew nonsense for 30 minutes and have people believe in everything I tell them. So that's it, guys. I hope you had fun listening to me. I hope you had fun. Actually, I hope you didn't. I can care less if you had fun listening to me. I hope you had fun listening to Biko. This this kid is living in Soho working for the Savannah Bananas. He's got a, a girlfriend. Did he say girlfriend or fiance? Uh, that's a, a, going to be a lawyer. Did, did she say law student? Yeah, he's he's got a nice little life there. I'm a little bit jealous. No, I'm not. I got a, a nice wife and a beautiful home and 401k and a pension plan. And I get to go to ballparks and make videos about them. Just wait until I get retired. I'll go to all sorts of places. So anyway, Mark Fikas, Ballpark Hunter. We will see you next time. Thank you for checking out the podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Adios.